Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. Hi, folks. We're going to be talking about <laughs> fueling your long run. So, Jake, what do you eat for breakfast before a long run? Or do you eat breakfast before your long run? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, um, it is a good question. I do eat breakfast before a long run. Uh, obviously, what is a long run? I'm going to define that as for the purpose of this chat in this example. I'm going to define it as 90 minutes or, or more. Um, and the reason okay, I say I just that... Have to say I'm happy with that. I'm happy you're okay with that. With that. <laughs> the reason I say that is if I'm running for 90 minutes or more, I will be a little bit more considered about what I'm eating. All of a sudden, for me anyway, things change. And I do think that, you know, nutrition is a whole world of confusion, potentially. And as we always say, we want things in boxes as runners. We want to know if we eat this, will we achieve this? And will it work for me? Yada, yada. I think it's really important to kind of find and create your own rules. So things that work for you. So for me, 90 minutes, I know that I will eat something before. I wouldn't run fasted, kind of no carbohydrate and stuff. And definitely, and I think you're the same on this, Joe. I don't know for sure, but I think you're the same. I'm definitely in the camp of carbs are king. Give me the carbs. That's what's going to fuel my runs. I am firmly in that camp. I know obviously it does divide a little bit of opinion. People wanting to do kind of fasted runs and, and kind of get your body to teach uh, to use fat as a, as a fuel source a little bit more effectively. But if you really want to maximize your performance, I think carbohydrate is absolutely king. So I will give myself 90 minute, a 90 minute break from having breakfast to running, to actually getting out the door. And as I may have said before, when we've touched on fueling Joe in these chats, I think it's important for people watching, if you're looking at making tweaks to your long run fueling, think about when you finish your breakfast, not when you started preparing it or when you started eating it. Because I think sometimes people will think, oh yeah, 90 minutes before I get out the door. That's, that's, that's how long I'll leave it once I've had breakfast. But actually, in reality, it might be when you sit down to start eating your breakfast and it might take you 10, 15 minutes to finish it. So I would just, I would time that gap in between. I think that's really key. So 90 minutes for me, Joe, to kick cool. things off. I'm, yeah. I'm curious as to how long does it take you to eat breakfast? <laughs> you're obviously sat there with a newspaper and netflix and chillaxing while you're having the breakfast <laughs> joe my, my girlfriend's italian every meal is a feast my dear every meal is a feast it's a banquet <laughs> breakfast is functional in this house i say um yeah definitely i mean it's a fair point actually do look at when you finish your breakfast you know i we, we exchanged like we always do a bit of a quick chat didn't we and i said you're not going to talk about fasted runs, are you? I rarely, rarely come down really strong views about things. But this is one where I have a strong view. Yeah, just if you want to get the most from your run and the most from your long run, then do that in a state where you've got a good supply of energy before you get going. The only caveat to that is I know some people run really early in the morning. Obviously, they're completely bonkers. But... <laughs> then it does make it a bit more tricky with the whole getting up. I like to leave a window of 60 minutes as a minimum, but that's through years of, I've, the more I got into marathon training, actually, the more I found I was able to tolerate having my breakfast slightly later before my run. That's a kind of comfort thing. And I know for a lot of runners, 
it's just very uncomfortable and hence they either leave it longer or they haven't got up early enough to have breakfast it's, it's a tricky thing isn't it between you, practicalities and what's you know <clears throat> what actually feels nice and what's the most effective way to run yeah and, and it goes back to what i was saying i think finding what works for you because we are all different and of course there are certain foods that we will tolerate better than others and you've got to sort of find your own way and i often say everything's a test and i really think that helps take some pressure off because it's very easy to think I've got to master this. I need to master my nutrition. Um, I need to master this interval session. I need to master this race, this time trial. Yeah, I think absolutely. It is about trying to find what works for you. For a long time, I've been a big fan of cereal. Then onto things like porridge. Now more recently, actually, I quite like toast. I find two slices of toast with some jam sets me up really nicely for a long run. So that way, I know that I've got exactly what I need. Um, I seem to have completely lost Jake, actually. Good thing I started talking on my own, but never mind. I can go solo. I'm cool. Yeah, I think it's about finding what, what works for you. What's enough that, that is going to give you energy to get through the run, but not too much that it's going to make you feel uncomfortable while you're running. And that does come from trial and error. A lot of people do swear by porridge. It is a really good filling, carbohydrate-based, but gives you lots of other things as well. Um, and, and certainly it's just you know it's recommended as a good kind of pre-run food i think one of the really interesting things is what do you do that whole thing i said about if you can't get up early enough in the morning or you don't want to spend your sunday morning getting up ridiculously early to beat breakfast to then go running later i think then that's when you have to try and be creative about it so i say to people Okay, we're not going to go through an ideal world here, but let's look at the night before and try and make sure we have something good to eat. I'm not talking about massive carbo loading and filling yourself up on stodgy pasta, but make sure that you have a good, relatively, you know, late evening snack. So a couple of bowl of cereal, a couple of slices of toast. Jake's desperately trying to rejoin me now. I think he's fed up with me winging it. Look, was, you're, you're were you not impressed with that winging? What was going on there? That was the strangest experience ever. I mean, it's just... Have you ever been thrown out of a nightclub? Because I reckon it probably feels like that. Proper flashbacks then. You were in a flow, Joe. Don't let me stop you. People are thinking, what am I flipping watching today? These pair of buffoons. What I just want to know is, how is this going to sound on the podcast? People will be running along next week thinking, what was going on there? Pete, the producer, is going to have his work content editing this. The man is crying. He's having another chocolate Easter egg to to, um, console himself. No, I'd got into a flow, filling the gap of saying, night before, those people that can't get up early in the morning, don't want to get up early in the morning, or just struggle with breakfast, have a really, you know, have an evening snack, you know, have supper before you go to bed. So... I was saying, you know, have some cereal before bedtime. Cereal is not just for breakfast. Have a couple of slices of toast, something like that. So you've actually got a nice, you know, you're going to bed and you're starting the night with good carbohydrate, good glycogen stores. And then, you know, you'll be in a better place in the morning if you're not an early morning breakfast person. But then my other tip is you can always try and just have something, whether it's two mouthfuls of banana, half a slice of toast. You know, just try and get used to something little then to tide you over. I don't know if you've got any views now. You're, now you've chosen to join me, Jake. Of course I have. <laughs> if, as long as you don't kick me out again. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Don't kick me out. 
So I completely agree. I think it's important. And we're talking here, guys, obviously, about fueling the long run. We're not talking about kind of the shorter runs in the week. So when you're running and if you are running in the morning, which I think most people do their long run, you might not, of course. But if you do, it's definitely worth thinking about the night before, which is what you're saying, Joe. You know, that Saturday, if you're running on a Sunday morning, how does that look nutritionally? Uh, And especially if you can't really tolerate a lot of food before you run, you don't have to rely on that because actually you've got your stores from from kind of the previous day. And again, it goes back to that whole thing of finding what works for you and testing it in training. Some kind of basic, I suppose, principles really, Joe, and I'm intrigued to see what you think of this, but, you know, keeping the food on a Sunday morning, let's say the morning of your race, or your run rather, make sure that you're, you're choosing foods that are easy to digest. That's the time when you want that kind of high glycemic, easy to consume, give you the energy quite quickly, rather than kind of the whole meal, whole grain, is, is typically the kind of way of thinking so that you've got that fuel to, to, to utilize and, and, and to be able to help you in that long run. So thinking about that in terms of timings and the types of food that you choose and just condition yourself slowly. So don't, you know, I think you were saying, Joe, you know, do, try a bite of something, a couple of bites of a banana or a bit of a smoothie, or you, you've just got to test these different things. There's a whole world of options available to you. But ultimately, if you really want to maximize performance and your runs are going to get longer, especially if you're doing long stuff like aiming at marathons, then fueling is absolutely, absolutely key. Yeah, I think, you know, going back to the thing you started right at the beginning with, was we were very briefly discussed what is the definition of a long run and, and agreed 90 minutes plus. Um, I think that's, you know, that's really interesting because as you start to get over, 90 minutes is around the physiological barrier of where the body's stored resources of glycogen are going to start to deplete. You know, not, you know it's, it's different for different people, obviously, but around then you're, you're going to start to be running more and more into energy depletion and into low, low glycogen stores. So that's when you want to start to think about introducing mid-fuel, um, mid-run fueling as well. But definitely by the end of that, you, if you haven't had anything to eat before you go, you're going to reach that point more quickly before you get to those 90 minutes. Obviously, again, we always caveat everything we say, don't we? It depends on the intensity that you're doing it. And this long run is supposed to be quite low intensity. You know, and you're not going eyeballs out. You shouldn't be pushing yourself really hard. So again, that's going to extend the energy stores that you have. But as you said as well, when you move on to the marathon, you're going to be running a lot more than 90 minutes and potentially more than, you know, more than sort of um, over three hours or so. And so then you do need to look at what else are you taking with you? And the thing I do, again, feel really strongly about is that carbohydrate based energy is the most efficient and the most effective energy you can have. So whilst there is a lot to be said around fasting and fat burning, and I'm not going to say it. Um, I think if you want to look at getting a better quality long run from a training principles and a better quality marathon race when it comes to that, then looking at carbohydrates, both as a pre-run energy fuel and then something that you take while you're running actually is where you should be paying most of your attention to what you're, what you're eating. I think something really important to consider as well, Joe, with the timing side of stuff, you know, we're talking about that kind of 90 minutes, which is typically deemed as, you know, we've got enough carbohydrate stores to power us through 90 minutes. And we're talking 90 minutes of, of maximum effort, by the way, which, uh, as we know, uh, you won't be doing that typically a, a weekend as, a, as part of a long run. 
But something to consider. Hopefully not, anyway. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Something to consider is, wait, let's say you, for argument's sake, give yourself two hours, as a lot of people do, before you, you leave for urine. So you've had breakfast, you've got that two-hour window, you're doing, let's say, 90 minutes or therein is a long run, maybe even slightly more, and you typically don't take any fuel on board, and you're okay with that. It's an easy run, you don't take any fuel on board, fine, you can get through it. Let's say you're running 90 minutes. Well, you had a two-hour window before you ran so that's two hours you've gone without food then 90 minutes without food during that run so that's three and a half hours without fueling and i think sometimes that's quite an important thing to have in your mind actually if i take something on during the run is that going to kickstart the recovery process is that going to kind of help me feel better after the run recover a little bit quicker especially if you end up doing double days probably not on a long run day but if you're going to do it you know maybe a tough session the following day on a monday or something it's definitely worth having that in mind you, you don't really want to go too long without without fuel i mean refueling after the long run is a topic for a whole other day of course <laughs> um, but i definitely think that's something to kind of have in have in your mind uh, I see we've got a PGC1 coaching joining us. The guys join us most weeks. I spoke with Josh, top guy. Josh, is it you joining us now? I imagine it is, my friend. I spoke to him in the week, who will be making an appearance on the podcast at some point soon, so watch his face. But nice this guy, plug. He, nice plug. Yeah, well, he's a, <laughs> why not? Why not? He's, um, Josh is a great coach, does a lot of great work with PG1, uh, PGC1 coaching. He is really into his nutrition, studying uh, a master's in nutrition at Loughborough University. Um, he's, he's really into carbohydrate for fueling and stuff. And, and one thing that he was saying was it's really important to fuel for the work that you are doing, for the work, you know, what energy is required for this session, for this long run. And that's where kind of the logic, you kind of need to make those adjustments to portion sizes and perhaps what you eat the night before. Is it a 90 minute run that we keep throwing out here? Or actually, is it a two, two and a half hour run? Are you going to spend three, maybe four hours in, in getting lost in the hills in one of the national parks? That's probably what we're going to do on, on, on Sunday or be well. So we kind of need to fuel with that in mind. I think that's really, really important. So fuel for the work or the energy that is required for that session. Yeah, because that's that. There's sort of two points I want to pick up from that. Again, we we have been talking about, dare I say, relatively short long runs, and we know particularly again we have a slight sort of bias towards the marathon. Actually, you then get into relatively long long runs. Um, so two things one is that thing what you're saying about the time if you had your breakfast this time and then you waited two hours and then you're doing this two-hour run at the end of that two-hour run you're getting you know you're getting your energy stores are getting lower and one of the things i always talk about is consistent pace and consistent effort can you finish the, your long run at the pace and effort that you started at which is a really good way to judge have i you know have i managed this well but also teach yourself some pace discipline but don't set yourself up to fail with that test because if you haven't got sufficient energy stores before you start they are going to be going down and down and down a bit like the you know the the petrol gauge on your car the longer you go the more it's going to be going down and if you're trying to then maintain the same effort you may well find actually physiologically you're doing something very different at the end of the run because you're trying to maintain the same effort on you know very very low energy stores so be mindful, as, as, as Josh was saying, and as you've then picked up there, be mindful of what is the whole of this training session that I'm doing and what state do I want to be in for it across all of it and what do I want to get from it and therefore what do I need to get the most from it. So, you know, think about what is it, do you want to be running well at the end of your long run and I get all of the training benefit or do you want to be literally hanging on empty, you know, 
working on fumes. That's probably not the best training benefit for the end of that run. Um, Sam said, why do we talk about 90 minutes? We talk about 90 minutes partly because it's a, a physiological barrier. Um, you know, the physiological barrier that's roughly of energy and glycogen stores that you have. And probably most people consider it a bit of a long run. But I think it's a starting point for long runs rather than a finish point. And he's now gone on to clarify that and say, sorry, why do you say, why did I say 90 minutes after food? Oh, there's whole kind of different... Um, levels of eating i would say to be a successful endurance athlete or runner you've actually got to eat continuously throughout the day every day it's not just about one run and there was always a standing joke when i um, used to be a social worker i used to turn up at team meetings in the morning having done a morning run eating a hot cross bun or a piece of malt loaf and they used to say god you're always eating because then i you know that would be my mid-morning snack and then i'd have lunch and then i'd have my afternoon snack and and so i think there is you know there is an element of fueling throughout regularly so with long runs, because they're in the morning, there's that time constraint. So ideally, you would look at a good carbohydrate-based meal, two to four hours roughly before you start your exercise, and then perhaps a top-up, smaller carbohydrate-based snack 60 minutes before. That's if we had all the time in the world. But obviously, we've got to get out of bed and get up and all the rest of it. So hopefully, Sam, that sort of answers why we're talking in, in these two hours, 90-minute terms. I've yeah, gone on a really long explanation there, Jake. That's no, great. I love it. Over to and you. We, thank you. We, we do try to underpin a lot of what we do here with, with science. We're not nutritionists, it's worth pointing out. We're running coaches. We're runners ourselves, obviously. And, and it's kind of from our experience, my background as a, as a personal trainer as well, kind of bringing some of that knowledge and experience and feedback from the clients that I've worked with and stuff. So that's important just to make that, um, you know, to make that clear that we're not obviously nutritionists. But you know, it, it is about testing stuff, as I've said, and we're speaking here about fueling for the job that we need to do and, and feeling good during the run. I think there is a bit of a caveat here as well. So, you know, in terms of, OK, how much how much fuel do I need for this run? There is a time, I think, when it's worth considering giving you, giving yourself more fuel within the run and possibly before than you actually need, because that's when it comes down to a race simulation, which Hopefully you're not going to do all the time every weekend, but I do think it's very important if you're doing something like a marathon, as an example, to test how those energy gels, if that's what you're going to use, are going to work for you on the day of the race. Rather than leaving it to chance, if on the day of the race, for argument's sake, you're planning on taking them every 30 minutes, you kind of need to test that in training. Now, do you need to take one every 30 minutes for a slow two-hour run? Probably not. But you kind of need to make sure that your body can tolerate that. So while I don't recommend doing it every weekend, I think it's definitely worth putting some of those runs into your training schedule so you can really kind of experiment and say, oh, you know what? That didn't work for me. Didn't sit well with my gut. Right. You've got time to change it ready for your race. So I think that's quite an important thing. Yeah, as well. I mean, absolutely. And I think that's almost a whole nother topic as to mm. what should you eat while you're running, when, when you're running and all the rest of it. And yeah, I think... Again, I think in, from training purposes, from the purpose of the long run that you're doing, you may not always need the nutrition, but the other training benefit might be you're training your body to digest it. And I always say to people, think about when you're running, your body is trying to prioritize where it sends its energy and where it sends its focus and your blood supply. And so it's going to prioritize sending it to your muscles and your, your cardiovascular system because it's got to function, it's got to get the oxygen and it's got to transport it to the muscles. Um, so therefore, it's not prioritizing digesting, hence why you have stomach cramps and digestive problems when you try to take mid-run 
nutrition. So you need to train that element. So you need to train it to pay some attention to digesting this nutrition that you're putting in. And that's where that might be the goal. So as you say, you, you, for most people, you probably, if you're quite well fueled before you start, you probably don't need nutrition on a 90 minute to even a two hour run for most people. But where you might want to take it is exactly what you said, because you might want to practice training your digestion system and your guts to actually deal with this energy to absorb break it down absorb it transport it around the body and then break this fresh supply of glycogen down to energy in your muscles so all of that process takes physiological energy from your body and it's something it needs to consider doing and if it's not trained often it's its reaction will be i'm not going to concentrate on that let's just either ignore it or spit it out at the end which we really don't want we, we don't knew want we'd that. always get back to that oh, topic. We don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that. Oh, flashback again. Flashback. Terrible. But it's, I think logistics as well is, is something to consider. So not just the whole Oops. fueling thing, how does it sit in my gut, but can I actually consume this flipping jar running at the, the race pace? You know, can you do that? You've got to test it. Don't leave it until the day. Oh, yeah. I, I see to people, there's a checklist. Can you hold it, unwrap it, get it in your mouth, Chew it, bite it, hold it in there, swallow it, and still breathe. Absolutely. And then not bring it up or eject it out either ways. You have to tickle that. And it's, it's something, you know, we sit here eating a Mars bar. We don't even think twice, do we? Can I get it in my mouth and chew it? Of course I can. Um, but, yeah. Got to think about those things. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget a long run I did with an ex-girlfriend of mine. It was absolutely freezing. It was the middle of January. It was about an 18-mile run. She was fighting at mile 12 with this gel, trying to get this wrapper open her hands were freezing she didn't want to stop her hands slipped off the wrapper and she basically slapped herself in the face which i thought was absolutely hilarious but, sorry, was this, Joe, was this the reason why she's an ex-girlfriend and she's an ex-girlfriend so there you go but you've got to practice these things that is absolutely absolutely true and you know i i jumped up, i watched the i don't know if you've seen this one joe but I, I watched a webinar with dr andrew jones who was the physiologist on the breaking two project uh working with kipchoge and the runners and looking at all those you know fine margins yeah. of course to go on a two but they were so big and so hydrate and, and how can we give them the most amount of carbohydrate per hour is a real thing and a lot and some of the runners that they used um or that took part in this test they weren't fueling very effectively hydration and kind of carbohydrates so they, they had to really condition them to that and they had to do it quite slowly and these are people runners athletes elites at the top of their game so we've definitely got to spend time just conditioning our body yeah. slowly to trying to trying different things joe i think it might be worth offering some suggestions some thoughts don't know what you think to this on what we actually use some some ideas of actual sure. foods that you can take maybe just before you run i don't mean necessarily for breakfast but just before you head out the door for the long run <laughs> and maybe during the long run as well what do you think i might be, I might be absolutely for people do, do you want to go first oh we're so chivalrous okay i'll go for it um personally i go for trying to aim for something about an hour before i go that kind of gets me. So I don't need anything immediately before I go out the door. And I might have it? a, a small bowl what? of cereal, Weetabix, ready brick. I don't like lumpy porridge. It's got to be ready brick. Um, <laughs> let's not go there. Um, then when I'm running, I'm just a gels person. I don't tend to take them on 90 minutes to two hours unless I'm in a marathon training phase. So generally I wouldn't. I'd make sure I had a good 
bigger breakfast, toast probably, or a larger bowl of ready break, sort of two hours before I went. I kind of do swear by an emergency performance enhancing coffee 60 minutes before you go as well, but that might be a whole different topic as well. Um, and then, yeah, if I am taking stuff when I'm out, it's gels. They're just convenient. I hate them, they're rancid. Occasionally I will flirt with bananas, um, but they're a bit mushy. But sometimes when I just can't face any more of the gels, I'll go banana. And then I've got to say it, you wanted to get through the whole thing without me saying it, but as soon as I walk in the door, I drink a pint of milk. We're not talking recovery. That comes another day. Protein refueling. Right. right, what do you have then for breakfast so, or before guys, you go? Guys, you'll be impressed. I'm going to give you some specifics here. We're going full on with brands. I'm not going to mess about here. Just talk gels, arbitrary, generic. We're going to be specific. So depending on the session that I do, depends on the kind of fuel that I will take with me. So if it's kind of like a race simulation type thing, let's say I'm getting really close to a marathon and this is a really long run, like, I don't know, 50 miles at marathon pace or something like that. I will test using Morton's gels because that's the brand that I typically use for marathons because it works for me. So that's what I will test. I don't use them all the time. They're expensive to use all the time for a start and I don't feel the need to. It's more race simulation stuff. If it's an important session, but it's not kind of full on race simulation, then I might use another gel. I might use something like Science and Sport, which works quite well for me. They're the isotonic ones where they're quite easy. You don't need to take water with you. So I do use those. Other suggestions. Jaffa cakes. I had two today before I ran. Love Jaffa cakes. Really easy to digest. They work for me. Pocket coffee. I work uh, work really well for me. If you've seen these, Joe, you've got to try pocket coffee. Amazing. Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate and coffee. What is Sounds disgusting on a that? run. What? It's amazing. Only small. And because often what I'll do is I, I don't actually carry stuff with me very much unless I'm doing a big off-road run. I'll usually either park the car somewhere once we're able to do that and I'll pass the car once, twice, three times, however many times I need to, or, or the house, depending. So I'm just not having to carry stuff. I prefer it personally. Uh, and then I can just kind of leave the stuff in the boot of the car and I find it a lot easier. So Jaffa Cakes, big rolls work really well, especially just before the run. That is usually my go-to. So a couple of fig rolls or a couple of Jaffa Cakes just before I head out the door. But during the run, it tends to be pocket coffee, uh, two different types of gels, SIS or the Mortons, if it's race simulation. And what's the other thing you have? Ah, energy balls or protein balls. I make those. They're really uh, good, okay. really easy. Do you make your own? Yeah, I do. I love it. They're called protein. <laughs> if anybody wants the recipe, by the way, just drop me a message. But they're called, I mean, they call them protein balls often, but there's, yeah. there's protein's negligible. It's, it's really an energy ball. But I just find it really easy to digest. And there's something quite nice about knowing you've made it. Yeah, you know so I do it. quite like that whole real food approach, actually. And I find if you're not doing a big city marathon, you've got much more scope to actually carry stuff with you and then go for a kind of real food approach. I think it, it's so much nicer. It's just much more pleasant. And that's why often on runs, I'll take a banana rather than... Um, I, I prefer things... It's, we're getting too detailed here, but I prefer <laughs> things that are quite slimy and slip down quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like much chewing. Details, good job. <laughs> Details very good. Um, I was just but it's important. Say... That kind of practical thing is important. That's why I think gels are quite useful. Um, I mix and match my gels, actually. I don't have a particular loyalty to a particular brand. Yeah. I, I find, um, yeah, I kind of, I, I'm not a big fan of any of them taste-wise, and I find them all fairly interchangeable, so I do interchange them. I've got to be honest. <laughs> Unless so anybody wants to send me a box or something. <laughs> so, so, so Josh and I spoke about this in the week uh, when, we, when we were chatting, and we were saying, I think, I think it's good to change flavours as well. Personally, I think yeah, it's really definitely. quite helpful. Because even if you find, let's say, a gel, and you think, right, I really like a gel, whatever brand, that works for me, lemon and lime, 
whatever, fine. It's palatable. I can cope with it. Great. In a seriously long run, especially if it's like a mm. race simulation where you're taking them pretty frequently, you're probably going to get pretty sick of it by your third, fourth, fifth, sixth gel or whatever. Yeah. So just by mixing up the flavors, I think, I think can help. And, and the, if I can just give you one little tip as well that I wanted to get off my chest, out of my head, I think it can be helpful to focus on duration rather than distance. So yes. in terms of when you're taking a, something on board. Yeah. So think about definitely. You don't run all miles at the same pace, obviously. So I would definitely go on duration and test it, test that rather than going on mileage. Cool. I think we've, I think we need to wrap up actually, partly because I'm actually really starving hungry. <laughs> all this talk about food. I think our general, I think we're in agreement about the fact that, you know what, the most important thing is you actually do some fueling for your long run, wherever possible, before you go out, make sure you have something. If you can, if you can get up out of bed earlier, if you're organized enough to go for a kind of 90 minutes before you start, that's probably a really good ballpark window. If not, then actually try and have something later, smaller, but later before you go out. Then depending on what your goals are, have something while you're out. But actually, do you know what? Carbohydrate is the most effective fuel. It's going to make you train better and it's going to make you race better. So I think really our takeaway is focus on that in terms of fueling your long run. But as we said, there's so much we could talk about on this. We could go on forever on the finer details of what and when and all the rest of it. But hopefully we've given you a bit of an idea of some of the things we use and some of the things to think about. And hopefully nobody will notice any of the technical difficulties that we had oh, today. Oh, God. You can catch biggest, up on the podcast. It might be interesting biggest, to see how Jake stitches that together. People's <laughs> biggest takeaway is Joe doesn't like slimy things. I mean, that's basically all people got from today. No, I no, I like slimy things. No, you've got it completely wrong. It's got to be slimy and slip down easily. That's the criteria. <laughs> right on that note i am definitely wrapping it up next week we'll be on jake's page hopefully without any interruptions hopefully you might get both of us for the entire conversation but we can't guarantee that um hope you've had a good friday you're on your long run this weekend practice having some breakfast practice having something before you go out and have a think about what you have and we will catch up with you very soon thank you very much for joining us folks that was running with jake the quick hit hear the brand new full-length podcast every wednesday or catch up now by searching running with jake the podcast